And we're live. Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up yes. your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. My name is Reese Arlen, the host of the show, along with the CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, Christian Webb. Say what's up. What's going on? I don't know why Jordan decided to match me today, but we we're here with uh, here. we're here with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Twins. <laughs> uh, we have some guys that. Love flannel in the audience, but uh, let me introduce Jordan. Jordan is a family man, business owner, real estate broker, and investor from Charlotte, North Carolina. That's what's up. Jordan's background is varied and extensive. From early days working for his father's construction company as a laborer to partnering in a flipping business, searching for and finding the perfect business partner, acquiring a business with no money down, growing multiple companies simultaneously, working in B2B and B2C, investing as a silent partner, and working with the NC State Legislature Every day is an adventure. Flair's basic rules for entrepreneurship and business are positive mindset, take action, grow and engage your network, be a learner, help others succeed, and it's okay to pivot but never give up. When not working on or in his business, he enjoys time with his wife and daughters, hunting for his tee shot in the rough, fly fishing, and anything NFL slash fantasy football related. And as an addendum to that, he also roots for the Carolina Panthers, the best. Yes, and a father of seven children. Father of seventeen children. Only two. Only, only two. two. <laughs> only two. Both so daughters. Far. So far. So far. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. So far. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. No uh, announcements to be made. No announcements yeah. to be made. Okay. Very good. Very very yeah. good stuff. So, a house of women, man. First and foremost, how's how's that going for you? Uh, good. Everyday estrogen bath. Yeah. It's, it's a lovely time. It's um, tough. <laughs> no, it, it it's really nice. I I have a wife. Two children, both girls, uh, three and a half and one and a half, and a mother-in-law. We all live in the same space, and wow, um, that's why sometimes I have to go chase my ball around the rough. Right? Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get out of there somehow. That's that's yeah. incredible. It's just you know the difference in gender dynamics and whatnot. Having having such a female-driven uh, household or whatever, having having so many around. That's that's gotta present its own case of challenges. But along with that, owning two businesses, Pacifico Properties and also A Measure Up, a great company that does radon testing and examinations and inspections for home. Did I say all that correctly, by the way? Yeah, so A Measure Up, we do, we basically measure houses for realtors. It's kind of a niche B2B business. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also do listing photos and radon testing, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, We can certainly connect you to any other profession, you know, vendor related to the real estate industry. Uh, Having grown up in that construction world, uh, definitely... I mean, from plumbing to you know electrical, roofing, whatever, we can hook you up. So if yeah, you got it like, all. If we don't have it, we can connect you to the right somebody that does. So you, know, right. you know a guy. That's right. I do you got know a guy. guy. Yeah, got a guy. Like that Vinny guy from New York. Like, yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, on, on one of our earlier podcasts, we were talking about a good friend of ours, Dan Mills, who uh, Dan Dan's super like that, and it does not matter. I've told this joke a hundred times, but it's what it is. You know a guy. Yeah, quoted Dan Mills. Quote Dan Mills. <laughs> but but it does not matter what you what you need like. Like I could be like I'd be like oh man my pen just broke I'd be like hold up got a guy <laughs> like, yeah yeah you want to franchise your opportunity tomorrow yeah I know a guy got yeah, a guy I mean, like yeah got yeah. a guy for everything so um, even though your businesses are, are quite related you know you have a real estate company and also a company that does measurements and whatnot for real for real estate ventures what's it like managing that managing your home life and just all these things and by the way. Uh, before you answer that, something that personally I'm very impressed with you about is that you always make time for us. You know, no matter what yeah. what weirdness we have going on, you know, we can we can call you up at any time. Uh, I've learned your secrets for people that are important to you. I'm glad that we're that we're in that <laughs> in that little specific field. But 
Um, you just always make make the time to see people. So it's very impressive, man. I gotta say, um, well, I, I I appreciate that. So I'll see if I can answer the question. But uh, I I do think that is actually a secret. If if anyone's trying to decide, like, okay, well, I need to grow a business. How do I how do I grow it? First of all, you have to be available mm-hmm. because yes, there's your schedule, and you do have to be intentional about making you know blocking out time for yourself and your family and the things that you care about. But if you want to grow a business, it's relationships, it's getting out there. So even if it's not in the same space, it's when can you take phone calls? It's um, when can you go grab coffee? Right. Uh, hey, I want to see this property. Great. How fast can we get there? Mm-hmm. Um, I think right before we met this morning, uh, I had a client reach out to me th- um, that had seen a property pop up. They really want to see it. It's a hot property. They want to see it as fast as possible. My day is kind of slammed until about 3.30, but... Mm-hmm. I immediately jumped on, scheduled for four, and I didn't miss the opportunity. Yeah, keep the ball and, rolling type yeah, of thing. And neither did my client. Yeah. So that's that's what's yeah that's what's important. But sorry to try to go back to your original question here. Quick refresh. Yeah. What? So what, what so are just you trying to drive at ma- managing time is is yes. something that that's uh, it's an impressive quality and it's something that um, it's not easy to do by by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, with you managing two businesses, what would you say your some of your best techniques for doing that are? Sure, sure. So uh, one, if you're going to do anything with any scale, either find a business partner that you can trust and rely on. Uh, there's a reason that it works because each person has different skill sets, is, uh, knows different people, all Ain't that. Ain't that the truth? Different skill sets. And, <laughs> like I have all the skills. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I have sets or something. Look, I can yeah. crack on both of you at once, and I have a better fashion style. <laughs> For those of you that By can't the way, see it's the video, forty-six degrees outside. And forty-six, forty-six degrees, and I'm wearing long sleeve Henley, and uh, both of you are wearing the exact same flannel shirt. It seems like so. Yeah. It, it is what it is, but yeah, but know. as really as far as time management goes. I do think you have to start with, you have to set a little bit of time aside for yourself, mm-hmm. but then if you're going to be a business owner and entrepreneur, you really need to leave a lot of flexible time during the day. So time to meet with people, um, time to work in the business, time to work on the business, uh, all of that. I'm sure you guys are familiar. It's one thing to be actually talking to and working with clients. It's a whole nother thing to be setting up your strategy and, and putting your marketing plan in place and following up with people that you already met with yesterday and sure. all those kinds of things and it it is a little bit of a balancing act but um first and foremost i would highly recommend either hire somebody that you rely on and you know can trust or find yourself an awesome business partner that'll be a theme for answers to my questions so when you are an entrepreneur and you're wearing all the hats if you have a business partner then you can actually take a vacation yeah occasionally or divide your hats you know (laughs) have some Uh, split up responsibilities so you don't have to do every single aspect of the job and that is a huge huge hack mm-hmm. because if you have to wear all the hats first of all you can't be an expert at everything right and secondly you really you'll always feel like that you have to be on and you can't even even if you're away on vacation or just trying to spend a few minutes with your family you feel like you have to take every single phone call answer every single email immediately and that's that's not healthy living yeah so how so how do you divide your tasks on a day-to-day basis? and tell me a little bit about your business partner so for both businesses you have who's your uh partner for pacifico so my business partner is julia pacifico okay it's the pacifico name gotcha um so julia's background was corporate management training um i like to make a big mess she likes to make sure it stays cleaned up gotcha Uh, that sounds awfully familiar please continue but just switch to web marketing 
Web marketing? That sounds like the worst uh, idea I've ever heard in my life. Please continue, Jordan. Yes. So, so basically, it, it really is finding those different skill sets. So mm-hmm. uh, in, in your case, you know, both guys, but I didn't intentionally necessarily set out to have a female business partner, but that's right. worked out great. We're at different points in life, um, you know, different ages. We have different networks, which is really nice. Yeah. So I can pull from her network. She can pull from mine. Uh, she comes with a lot of management uh, background and training background. So as we started to scale and add employees and stuff, I'm like really haphazard in the way that I would train people and sure. stuff. And she's like, okay, systems, processes, yeah, systems. you know, we have to follow up. We have to put things in place. Um, all the, the details that I'm literally terrible at. Yeah. Uh, my wife that sounds eerily that. familiar. Doesn't yes. it, Chris? My wife <laughs> can definitely like... verify that. Scary. So I, I'm much more big picture and, build quick and all that and she makes sure that we stay you know right on track like it that's eerily familiar innovative my imagination's there i have the growth there and then he's like well these are the details in the process that go yeah this is the system you know we talk about the system a lot we uh yeah well it's like it's like the jobs wozniak thing yeah you know i mean you need both right if we both did the same thing it would be there'd be no point in being partners yeah it's kind of one thing yeah it's duplicated efforts that's dumb you need to find a business partner that's a complement to your skill set yeah and one of the things that's kind of interesting we've we've been in many actually many other uh, careers and jobs together and whatnot and we've always kind of complemented each other we have christian and i are either exactly the same or exactly opposite and there's no there's no in between whatsoever with that stuff so you know, having an ability to complement the skill set is, is something that's been quintessential. I'm glad you found somebody. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. For two businesses, there's so many systems that you have in place. A like the reason, the reason this question I'm about to ask comes to mind is because we're actually right in the middle of building a new marketing process. Yeah, so give right us a now. tip. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, like for in our example, our exact examples, we have, uh, we actually do really well with dental companies. Okay. Like really well in the medical industry, period. But right now we're about to focus on the dental. And we're, we, we purchased a whole bunch of stuff to actually start this marketing process. A lot of resources. And I'm going to begin it, right? But after that, I can't continue to do that because that would take me out of, the, out of everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So You'd like, be wearing one hat and I'd be wearing the rest of them. Let's say you have two businesses. You're about to implement a new marketing push. How do you scale that? What do you do for the, for the young entrepreneurs out there trying to learn? Sure. So, and we're, we are actually kind of doing something similar. We're adding another vertical to our measurement business oh, cool. or honing it in. So... I can answer this pretty pretty directly. So what what we did is we started with one one thing that we knew we had skills in and could do really well, mm-hmm. and we built up the amount of business that we had to where we had to bring in someone else. So that's right right at that point where it's too much for you to do by yourself is where you go, okay, gotta get. This is where we have to start getting systems and processes because I have to duplicate what I'm doing in order to hand it off to somebody else because mm-hmm. I can verbally translate everything, but you know. A day, two days, one week from now, that person's forgotten three quarters of what you told them, and yeah. they've got their own style, and it starts to become their thing instead of like the system and and whatnot. You want the same result for your client and the same experience for your client every mm-hmm. single time, or as, as close as possible. So, we we did kind of start out by doing really hands on training, but then we had to step back and get, you had to write like a job description. Mm-hmm. Um, we came up with a more defined approach to how we were training the people on it and we didn't skimp on training and i would say that's the number one tip so even if it takes somebody three weeks to get a process that you think should only take one week the money that you spend training them and paying them to to learn how to do it right is way worth uh the back end hassle and all that 
where they can just take care of the business type of thing. Right. Because if they're trained correctly, then they very rarely have to bother you Yeah. on a day-to-day basis. I mean, of course, there's going to be questions that pop up and stuff, but the general process that they should be good to go. And it, it is extremely helpful. Just take the time. The number one complaint I hear from people that own businesses is, well, this person doesn't seem to know what they're doing. Okay. So back it up. So what did you do to train them? Yeah. Well, we sort of just like handed them a manual and said to have at it. Yeah. Okay. Hope for the best. Yeah. But that's one, nobody cares about your business as much as you do. So the likelihood that they even read that thing Mm -hmm. is zero. Great. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And then even if they did, do they internalize it the way that you wrote it and intended it? I mean, probably not. Yeah. So I, I would definitely say spend the time work really directly, especially with that first person or two, because then they can help you teach people the rest behind. I do think it helps to have, it doesn't have to be an extensive one, but just a job description of some sort or variety so that everybody is kind of on the same page about what the general responsibilities are and then help very directly teach them the skill set, spend as much time as it requires, even though it stinks, just like ticking off little things that seem monotonous or whatnot there's this there's this pessimistic quote that that christian's (laughs) about to cringe when i say this but i just i think it's hilarious pessimist yeah me what (laughs) i I prefer to call myself a realist but here i'm wearing black anyways um but the uh so the quote is your employees will do half of what you do correctly and twice what you do incorrectly (laughs) so it's like and i mean that's just the reality of it yeah you you uh you, nobody's going to care about your business as much as you are. So no chance. It's just... Yeah, it's, that's fair. If, yeah. they, if they do, figure out a way to make them a business partner. Right. Because yeah. that Which person actually, is impossible to find. It's yeah. actually the, probably the only way you ever find somebody that would do it is if you bring them on as a business partner. That's right. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. If someone's that bought in yeah. and they're really going to help that's you advance the business yeah. and they're... Give like, them a mistake. I mean, yeah. Do something to incentivize them in terms of ownership. Yeah, um, absolutely. Even if it's silent. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit. You own two companies. You have, um, you know, you have your wife, two children, and and, and mother-in-law living yep. living with y'all at once. Um, is there? Do you have any specific secrets for time management? Because um, I know that's a huge thing with with what you do on a day-to-day basis. So I know it sounds kind of weird, but I leave the first little portion of my day as kind of flex time. So. Okay. Everyone's got their routines that yeah. work for them. Which means coffee time, to be Which fair, is right? coffee time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. So um, I, I like that time to I, I get my kids dropped off if I'm the one that takes them to school, mm-hmm. um, kind of get to the coffee shop. I see some people there on a regular basis. It's, it's sort of a freedom for me to sort of get the wheels turning. Sure. Um, not only with the caffeine, which is helpful, right. but also just kind of interact with some folks before I'm going to go sit in an office, close the door, and... Uh, you know, really hammer on yeah. some things. Hit the grindstone. Yeah, I'll take a few minutes to respond to some emails, send some texts back. Um, important stuff like checking my fantasy football lineup. Very you know, important. The That's the most game, important thing you can do. Out. Yep. Um, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Today is Thursday. Yeah. Make sure to check your lineup right. afterwards. So, yeah. Check your lineups. Just uh, so you guys know, uh, just for the record, since you brought that up, you brought this upon yourself. Uh, yes. 2019 is actually the year of the commissioner. And for those of us that don't catch on to obvious foreshadowing, I'm the commissioner of my league. So, I see. I so see. it is the year of the commissioner. I'm like five and two right now. And I deserved about one of those wins so far. Year of the commissioner. Hashtag. Ba, ba, da, 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 yep. da, da. There you go. If anyone knows the league from FX. <laughs> there you go. Uh, inappropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Time management. It is a tough thing, but I do think routine is the easiest way to set up your time management. So 
establish at least rough parameters of what you do at certain times of the day. So yeah. I always start my day that way. I then typically am headed to the office. Uh, right after that, I try to accomplish the couple of things that absolutely positively have to be done for the day Yeah, because pretty quickly I start getting phone calls, you know, the office calls and they've got a, some a problem that needs to be solved. Oh, Hey, you didn't plan on doing anything this afternoon, but guess what? You got to run down to the other yeah. side of town and, you know, fix this issue for a customer. And, uh, the nature of real estate, the market's moving really fast right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to go see something like this client earlier today. Right. There, there does have to be some flex there. So mm-hmm. afternoons try to flex, uh, lunches. I really like to take advantage of lunches to meet with people. Sure. I got to eat anyways. I'm can write it off and it's a chance to deepen a relationship or gain a new one. Yeah. And so, um, hey, I, I have, do that all the time. I mm-hmm. have had a lunch every single day this week. Wow. With somebody. With somebody. It doesn't happen that way every single week, but yeah. But you um, try to schedule it that way. I really do schedule it that way. I used to always use that technique. Oh, it's a super way to network. And you know what? I actually completely forgot about it after I opened this business. I need to get back to doing that. Yeah, you need to get back to doing that. So I use, even though I work in an office where it's, you know, not a whole lot of people in the office, so there's not a lot of outside interaction, um, I never met anyone new sitting in the office. You know who I think screwed me up on that? Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Yeah. Yeah, I started well, Uber convenience eating. is good. Yeah, convenience is good. The problem is convenience doesn't really breed like interaction in the yeah. real world. So. Unless, the, unless the delivery person happens to be an entrepreneur, right? Right. They're like, uh, hey, yeah, and then, <laughs> then they're like, "Dude, let me go. I have to go deliver." Yeah, something else. Uh, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're literally um, costing me yeah, money right this now. Is, this is not cool. Type of but, thing. Yeah, I mean, I love convenience absolutely, but I definitely use my little bit in the morning and then my lunches as as the best way to network because. Part of my routine also is that I try to be home by about 5.30 to 6 every mm-hmm. single night because that's my chance to see my girls right. during the week before they go to sleep. That, that's what I was about to bring up because, you know, a lot of times when people live with a rigid schedule, which obviously you said you don't, you have to have that flexibility because you're right. in real it's, estate. It's more loosely outlined. Yeah. Loosely outlined or whatever. But at the same time, I mean, Jordan, to your credit, you don't have a hard stop point. I mean, you know, Christian's uh, going into his house. They, they're closing on November... 12th. 12th, November 12th, oh, and yeah. and 11. you got you got that deal done at like what 11 p.m. on a Friday or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah. I mean, luckily you're able. See, to, I was bragging about you. Yeah. See, yeah. see, you know, he, he actually says nice things about you behind your back. That must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice, Christian. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it is what it is. But I'll take it. Yeah. Um. It's it's kind of an, an incredible thing. Um. Luckily, you're in an in, in an industry where you have the the ability to sure you know work from home if you need to and get those deals done and strike that grindstone and whatever else type of thing. But that's kind of an incredible thing in itself, you know, that you're able to kind of put stuff down and pick it, pick it up where you left off type of thing as well. It's um, super, super handy. I'm, I'm imagining that you guys do a lot of that as well. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I know, I know you don't have the family interaction at home, right. but you probably still take a break, eat some dinner, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe kick back a little bit. Reese, drink, Reese take a break. Yeah. And Christian, Christian but, usually calls me at 8 p.m. and he says, Hey, we have to have something done by, by 9 a.m. And, and I'll say, You know, that's going to take me like five hours. You know, or six you know hours. what time 8 a.m. is? <laughs> Prime time. He calls, me, he calls me, he calls me every morning at 8 a.m., which is my least favorite thing in the entire world. Cause I, I get up at 7 30. That's a good business that, partner. Yeah. No, he calls me every single morning at 8 a.m. I just count down the second oh, one, two, seven fifty nine, and. And and he wakes up and he just goes, 
prime time. Like every every single more every single morning, and I hate it. It just it make it's, it's because the only times that you can acquire a new customer that wants to do business with you is prime between, time. It's between eight thirty ish and like four thirty ish before they want to leave for work Absolutely. and before they get and after they get to work. I mean, if you're doing the stuff that doesn't I acquire new it. customers during that time, hate. then you're wasting the only time to get a new customer. So hate that's, that's kind of what calls. I was mentioning, which is mm-hmm. just like, yes, it's good to have your own schedule, but you do have to be realistic about what the other side of the equation is yeah. doing. Too. Flexible I mean, natures. Sure. I mean, if you don't have a willingness to show up when, when and where your client shows up, it, it's limited opportunity. Yeah. So you're shutting the window, you know, yeah. on you're jumping you in on a family dinner like, hey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Reese, you got to get something done in uh, seven hours. It's going to take you 14 hours to do it. And then it's like, well. And bring a coffee. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, Jordan, I kind of want to switch gears on you just a little bit. Um, one of the other things that I think is particularly impressive about you is that you started these businesses with virtually no capital. So yeah. can you can you touch on that a little bit and tell me about like how you did it, um, how you basically executed your dream of working 100 hours a week so you didn't have to work 40 <laughs> for anybody else type yeah. of thing? Sure. Absolutely. So, uh, and you guys jump in at any time too, because I'm sure you've had similar experiences, but you know, you get you get out of college. Um, if you're lucky enough to not have any college debt, you're probably still like paying for an overpriced apartment. Sure. Uh, probably. By the way, if you, you if you're afford. in an overpriced apartment, call Jordan Flair with Pacifico yeah, Properties. So, anyways, <laughs> we can definitely help you out. With Hashtag that. plug. Got it. Please uh, continue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did it for me. Thank you. There you go. But it, it's one of those scenarios where you're you're kind of looking at okay, so do I go work for somebody? Do I work for myself? Do I work for somebody and start something on the side? Um, mm-hmm. That's a great strategy as well. Uh, there's lots of different ways to get it done. Uh, real estate is one of those industries where if you can pass the real estate exam, it's <coughs> relatively affordable to get started. I mean, for a few sure. thousand bucks, you can kind of be in business, quote unquote. And as long as you're leading from revenues, which is my favorite way to mm-hmm. grow a business, um, just reinvesting kind of hard in the beginning to reinvest the monies that you're making because you're like, yeah. 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 Take a thousand dollars. This right. is awesome. Yeah. You go, okay, so taxes, yeah. uh, you know, marketing, mm-hmm. paying myself. Yeah, for, setting oh, aside man. money for yeah, that budget stinks. for the month because you don't know when your next deal's coming. Right, like, yeah, you know, this really stinks. I thought I made 10 grand and I put like two in my pocket. But right. uh, still, the the process of, of bootstrapping pr- is pretty much available to anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you pick an industry that doesn't have like crazy overhead from the beginning, real estate's a great one tip out there for anybody that, is looking for an industry where there's some leverage and you mm-hmm. can, can really get rolling. Um, that real estate's a great one. Another way to do it, and this is what we did uh, later, was we bought a uh, business with no money down. Okay. So, um, and this was a measure up, or yeah. So this okay. was sort of the foundation for what became a measure up. So the circumstances have to be kind of right. I mean, you need somebody that's in a scenario where either the asset isn't the business asset that is, is not an easily saleable business. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, like it's, it's heavily client based and it's hard to put a value specific value to that client because it's not on a recurring revenue model or right. something like that where you Big can hit. really pinpoint like, Hey, this is how much revenue I make every year. Um, instead it, it, it's a lot of up and down with the individual clients. And then also look for businesses where there's, there's kind of a piece missing. So the business that we bought was, uh, the, the lady was kind of semi-retiring. She was moving outside of the area, but her business was really cent- central and keyed around the geographic area that she was in, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't pick up and take that business. It wasn't like an internet business where she could just go like, yeah, but I'm going to be in Pinehurst and I can golf during the day and do that at night. Yeah, She had to be in this market to service those clients. So mm-hmm. 
it was the right scenario. It was somebody I, we were already working with, so we had a relationship there. And it's kind of being open and listening for opportunities too. So absolutely, um, she was sort of lamenting that she was going to be moving and that her clients weren't going to be taken care of. And um, she was sad about that because she'd had a good time building up 10 years of, you know, clientele and yeah, and a business. Um, and she had built uh, kind of another thing to look for would be a business that maybe is missing some of the systems and processes that should be there. And that's not a knock on her. She was a solopreneur. She was, she started it, you know, with basically zip and was just doing it for more entertainment than anything else. I think mm-hmm. at the, in the beginning and then just sort of ballooned into something. Sure. But because it was just her, she didn't have to systematize anything or, you know, process, make, make all these different processes and stuff. So we, when we purchased the business, we basically worked out a deal where she got paid off of revenues generated from her client base that she passed over to us. We got to inherit the name. She was guaranteed a certain amount of baseline every month. Yeah. And then, but she got a lot of upside because it was based on a percentage of, of all revenues generated. Yeah. For that she doesn't have year. to do the, do she the leg work do anymore. Anything. Yeah. So really, uh, for the transfer, we trained with her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of training on our own too, but we tra- trained with her for a little bit. And then we had her send out a couple of messages to the client base, um, just kind of letting them know that she was transitioning out. We were transitioning in and the uh, same company, the same off. Yeah. Yep. And, sure. um, and then we took the base of business, which was great because we didn't have to start at zero. Cause as you know, going from zero to those first few clients is probably yeah. the toughest part of any business. Yeah. There's no that revenue friction coming time. in. Mm-hmm. So we started with revenues. Now we started with revenue because we were the ones servicing the clients. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's another thing. If you want to bootstrap something, be prepared to wear all the hats in the beginning and, yeah. and have to start replacing yourself do the work piece and- by piece. Because um, unless you want to take on debt, you can't afford to hire anybody until you've put some money in the coffers. So yeah. we really so, did bootstrap it. T- touching on that, so then how do you how do you scale? So in a business like yours, you're doing real estate uh, measurements and radon testing. Sure. And so so how do you how do you grow this business? And of course, it's a little bit specific to your own business, but how do you end up scaling that from A to Z? I'll say. So some marketing skills are transferable across all industries. That's mm-hmm. something that you guys were able to provide. You know, some of the internet marketing especially is pretty transferable. Yeah. But I, I tend to think that you grow what you know. Yeah. And we knew real estate agents because we were real estate agents. Right. So when I'm writing copy, it's not that hard because I know what the pain points are for yeah. that agent. I know what they're going to care about. I know what sort of they're willing to spend. It, it was, yeah, it was pretty easy to sort of come up with like, okay, this is the metrics the of the general business. range we need to be in price wise. Here's how we want to present it to those clients. So then it was just a matter of getting it in front of the eyeballs and what what uh, mediums or whatever do our avatar clients use on mm-hmm. a daily basis. So for realtors, here's a tip if you ever want to market to realtors, uh, at least for the time being, the average real estate agent is in their mid fifties, okay, female, like third or fourth career. Interesting and. Um, while a lot of the world has moved on to, you know, sending messages on IG and stuff like that, real estate's heavily controlled by email okay. and we all kind of live in our email inbox, uh, to coordinate stuff with attorneys and other vendors and stuff like that. So, um, not that there aren't a lot of email marketing campaigns run to realtors. There definitely mm-hmm. are, but they are pretty, you know, high percentage of them are actually still seen, even if they get deleted those those inboxes are regularly checked so it's 
if you consistently message to those realtors and email marketing being a reasonably inexpensive, I mean, even if you're paying for tools to help you and everything, it's still pretty yeah. expensive. Yeah. Actually, after you buy the data, it's pretty much, it's almost free. Right. Once you input the data, yeah. I mean, unless you have a service that costs you a lot of money, in which case, you know, maybe reevaluate. I can't right. even imagine um, a service that would cost a lot of money. No, yeah. I mean, we have one of the best services. I was going to say, yeah. NBCRM and some of them start as low as like 25 bucks a month. Yeah, which is, uh, which is you know. dirt cheap for something that can produce tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that uh, as a side note, like Mailchimp. That that just cracks me up when people are are unwilling to do things yeah. like like what whatever your email is. You I mean, there's constant contact, Mailchimp, Active Campaign, and the maximum one of those is going to cost you even from startup is like hundred bucks a month or something yeah. like that. Let's even say and it's 250, 300 bucks, a 250, month. bucks a month. And, and that's with all the bells and whistles and Salesforce is another one, like something to manage your CRM. You do and, have to use it. Yeah. Caveat. Yeah. You right. You have to actually use it. But you know, people trying to cut corners and stuff just cracks me up on something like that because you know, when I'm, when I'm showing people some of our, some of our email results, just from some of our e-commerce customers or something, this e-commerce customer over the course of whatever a year has spent like a, whatever, Two thousand dollars on on email marketing, and that those campaigns have been worth over a hundred thousand dollars to right, them. You know, right. so it's like, why don't people? Why why do people want to cut that corner? It just cracks me up. But anyway, please continue. You're so yeah, about so systems. we, I really do think you grow what you know. I, I think that is absolutely the best. I mean, that's a succinct way to say it, but that's absolutely the quickest way to grow a business is pick something that at least you have some knowledge in. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be the expert per se, but just enough knowledge that you understand. Uh, the end user and consumer a little bit. And so you can reverse engineer what your marketing plan is to them because it's great to spend loads of money on something, some fancy shiny object for marketing. But mm -hmm. if you're not, if the messaging is not right or it's not the right platform medium for that, that client, yeah. then it really doesn't matter. And you gotta switch Even the if script. your service or product is amazing. Yeah. So uh, you'll, you do learn very quickly in business that there's a reason that these big companies roll out a uh, minimum viable product you know, regularly because they want to tweak it and get it better and better. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to tweak with revenues coming in yeah. than it is to spend and spend with no revenues coming in, trying to launch the perfect thing. So that's another hack for people starting out. Um, it's okay that you're not the expert right out yeah. of the gate, like play the card that you have. So for example, when I was first starting out in real estate, I had a background in residential construction, mm -hmm. so that was something that I could sort of like put the, that little feather in my cap. You know, I, I understand the house, the construction, what's wrong or could be wrong with it. And then also, even though I was new, I instead turned that into, hey, you know what? I am new, but that means that I have way more time for you yeah. and I can drop whatever I'm doing because it's less important than you, one of four clients or whatever at that time, instead of, you know, one of 40 or 50 or whatever as you as you grow your business and so play play up whatever the strengths are i didn't shy away from that at all mm -hmm. i know a lot of people are terrified to tell people that they're i, I think a lot something. of people get that analysis paralysis where they where right. they want to be right. you know they want to have everything in place and perfect before Absolutely. they start when in reality you just gotta go you just gotta go and start take with action it, baby you know um so you've been with a measure up for how long now We've had we've had the business two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yep. Okay. And then um, with Pacifico, how long have you been with Pacifico? So I got my real estate license at the beginning of 2013. Okay. But I did start part time. So my dad and I were actually flipping some houses mm -hmm. when I got my real estate license. And then I just loved the business of real estate. And right. I saw an opportunity to kind of jump on that and go. So I, I guess a little over a year into having my real estate license, 
um, you know, dad and I had some conversations and it was mm-hmm. like, he, he took his businesses and, and, and went a direction with that. And I, I jumped in, even though I really, I'm sure, you know, if Brittany listens to this, she'll be like, I have no idea what you were thinking. It yeah. was a super scary time yeah. because, you know, I went from having a very consistent paycheck to just suddenly nothing. Like, I had a very small client list at the time. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna make this work. And Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. babe, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do you. Know. you. Yeah, uh, we'll you do see, you. See you in a year. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll reevaluate. Yeah, yeah, we'll reevaluate. <laughs> my, my, uh, my wife, she's very supportive, but she had the very same thought. And I think she was actually just my fiance back then. Uh, yeah, she was. And then um, basically, so I, I left a key account. I, I and she was your girlfriend back then. Oh, she wasn't even my fiance yet. Yeah. She was still super supportive. Right. I left a key account, uh, key account rep position for a Fortune 500 company. Right. To jump into a company that I had zero revenue going. Yeah. Right. That's a really scary. And she was like, she she might have she might have like done this like for like half yeah. a day or something. But after that, she was super supportive and it mm-hmm. just took off. But see, seeing is believing. So, yeah. uh It's probably been in the last couple years that she's really like okay i guess this is this is gonna work out yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah i do love you after all <laughs> right right but the first i mean it it is tough let me throw I away this letter yeah, yeah oh I, oh that's, yeah oh. i do not want to sell ring ring who's that oh no yeah. it's not an attorney babe you don't have to worry about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to sell entrepreneurship as a uh uh you know bed of roses it's it's far An from easy it. life um you know month to month i i mean i'm not the best money manager that's another reason why you have a business partner if they're mm-hmm. a lot better at managing money. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so you'll you have these big upswings, but then you have the big downswings. You make great strides, and then somebody quits on you, or you lose a big account, even though you did everything right. Like yep. there's some straight up gut punches. Yeah, and you got to um, take them and roll with the punches. Yeah, we, we had one of the, those. You're the top. Yeah, we had one of those where where an, a company that we worked with. Um, we had an enormous one. Yeah, we 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 lost like 20 contracts on the click just because of the of the stringencies and regulations of of Google at the time. Yeah. I mean, and you just gotta take and it roll. You know, we can do about nope. it. there was nothing we could do about it. Google at all. literally said we're not gonna market towards this uh, and something then, something repair that industry. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we lost 20 contracts. Bam, just like yeah. that. And so. there's you did nothing wrong. Yeah, but the game changed. They were actually killing it. They were yeah. so mad. Oh yeah, oh, I'm I mean, sure. yeah, I'm the sure. client was more upset than we were, if you can believe it, but. Um, well, because that was that was their revenue. Yeah, I mean, it, it really their, made their, their yeah. industry they had to go hurt. Back to guerrilla marketing. Pretty much. Yeah, they had yeah, to that's blast, which was crazy. Um, so, tell me this. Um, so, you've been you've been in real estate now, 2013, six years. Um, what I what I'd like to address is, you know, of course, in the course of time, six years, and then a measure up for two and a half years, you you make mistakes along the way, and you you know, Definitely. and and things happen, and you just like you said, the gut punches, you got to roll with them, type of thing. Is there anything looking back on any of those learning lessons where you were like, "Man, I was so stupid. I wish that I wish that I wouldn't have done this, or I would have done that." Oh, man, uh, one thing is, I would invest in as soon as you can even kind of afford it. Mm-hmm. I would invest in back in the company as much as possible. So whether yeah. that's adding somebody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and people, people capital. There's there's a lot that you can replace with systems, you know, especially all these automated computer systems that that's pretty cool but um human capital is is pretty hard to replace in certain aspects of the business Mm -hmm. uh especially with regards to customer service and um sort of those those really finer touches that really set you apart from the guy next to you that's not making that investment Mm -hmm. and i i think the second you can invest i kind of wish we did 
we would have invested a little sooner in people mm-hmm. and faster and then also in equipment. <coughs> so um, don't, you know, once you punch out the minimum viable product, great, but don't be afraid to take the revenues from what you're getting there and, and go ahead and buy the best version or yeah. a better version as reinvest. soon as you can afford. Um, so I would definitely say reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. Uh, as a business owner, you get to write most of that off. Mm-hmm. And even though it means that you maybe can't take the vacation this year that you were hoping to take, yeah, it means that next year you can afford to take three of those. Yeah, and your equity goes you know, or, way or up. Four years from now, you could, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, really, it's sort of like investing a dollar into a stock. If you invest it when you're 18, yeah. Then by the time you're 65, it works out pretty great. But if you're yeah. 64, when you invest a dollar, you get like a dollar and five cents back. Right. You know, and, uh, instead of $150. Yeah. So it, it's kind of the same concept, just re- reinvest. And I have certainly made plenty of mistakes, still making them mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Um, and rolling with the punches. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, our, our wonderful guest, our wonderful friend here today. Um, I'll always like to ask somebody a silly question at the end of it. Let's I've do it. given this some thought. So <laughs> for, for, he has not. He has not given it <laughs> any thought. This I, is completely off the cuff. I gave it like a five-second thought. Okay. Um, okay, so outside of a Mercedes C300, which is what you drive, Ooh. what is the best car for somebody in real estate? Ooh, the best car for somebody in real best estate. Car. So I, I actually think this is kind of market and personality specific. Okay. So if I sell luxury real estate, there's a certain expectation for yeah. okay, let's go the with type that. of car that mm-hmm. I'm going to drive. So if I'm selling luxury real estate in Charlotte, um, Honestly, you're probably going to need something foreign. Yeah. Uh, it probably needs to be a sedan or SUV. Okay. Big um, sedan though, right? Uh, larger sedan is better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, people don't ride with you anymore. Back in the yeah. day, you used to have to uh, ride people around all the time. Hoping, yep. You know, praying and wishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got Dialing you. and smiling, all that Dialing stuff. Dialing and smiling, right. Um, yeah. Dialing and smiling. Yeah. And so really, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a massive F- SUV or it doesn't have to be the biggest flagship sedan, but... I would say really anything that, you know, comes from Germany, Italy. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mo- most of those. And it kind of helps if the car matches your personality a yeah. little bit or the way that you do business a little bit. Which is why I need a green Lambo. That's I was what gonna, I was going to say Prius. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, everyone. While I vomit really fast. And I don't care who, who hears me say that. Jordan the Flair. systems and processes guy. Yes. Jordan Flair, our guest today. Um, Jordan, let's give you a shout out. So let's say that somebody needs the square footage in their home or any form of real estate or radon tested. Absolutely. They want to contact you with A Measure Up. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, well, they can visit the website, www.amezureup.com, and you can schedule an appointment on there, request more information, see samples of our work, et cetera. All the stuff that you would hope and expect to see on a website. Okay. Um, you can reach out to the office directly, all the contact information also on the website. Okay. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me individually, I have no problem. Shoot me a text or give me a call, 704-707-5145. Perfect. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram, at List with Flair, Facebook, Jordan Flair Realtor, or uh, pretty much any of the portal sites for real estate. So Realtor.com, Zillow, all that stuff. Perfect. Yeah. And if somebody, so with Pacifico, same thing. Is it the same number and all that? Oh, yeah. So same, give, them, give them that website number. and that number, too. That's the, that's the only number you need. Okay. And what's the website for Pacifico? And Pacifico is pacificoproperties.net. That's pacificoproperties.net. Okay. So. Very good. Jordan, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us.